We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm back i am one half of your thursday crew jason perone you can also find some of my work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast, along with me, as always, of Packer Report, is Mark Eckel. Big thanks to Paul Brettel for filling in last week. I had a little bout of laryngitis, so you were all spared. You sound one, good now. One week of my voice. But, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in action, and everything is all good to go. So, you know, nice job, Mark. You guys did a pretty good job without me. I heard you guys, you know, did a little did a little weather at the beginning, paid a little ode to our old intro that we used to <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, Paul thinks we still do that. Uh, yeah, well, he hasn't. You know, he's he's busy and he's trying to keep yes. with trying to keep with tradition. I can tell you, uh, in Phoenix, we skipped right over spring and we're already uh, close to triple digits. <laughs> so it's uh, nice and toasty out here. But we got some stuff to get to. So we've been doing a lot of draft coverage, and our our teams have been doing a great job over here picking the top prospects. And we have a couple we're going to talk about today. We have some offensive linemen that we want to talk about, but we once again, Mark, benefited a little bit from somewhat of the news cycle as on Wednesday, Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports made an appearance on the ESPN Milwaukee show with Wildy and Tausch and talked about the Jets and the Packers trade from the standpoint of specific things that have been offered from the Packer or what the Packers are looking for and what they're what they're asking from the Jets. And this is not something that we had known before so we'll start there and we'll we'll talk a little bit about this because this is still the news of the day because Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer this trade has still not happened can you believe it if I told you the day you know the the day that he was on McAfee whatever day that was I forget the date now but if I told you the next day that on April 14th he would he's still going to be a Packer what would you have said I would have been shocked even though it's even though it's the Jets and the Packers and 
We know they do crazy things. Surprising. Because it's like, come on, you couldn't have worked something out in six weeks? And and the, as now, according to Robinson, and this, his, I don't, his report is, makes, makes more sense than anything that has been said or written or talked about since the whole thing started. Because I couldn't believe, in all my years of covering sports, I, I was... I was just bewildered by the fact that the Jets, and, and, and I know the Jets, you know, I mean, we, we laugh at the Jets. We say what a bad organization they are. But come on, they're not that ignorant, are they? I mean, that, that, that they would go and talk to him. And the, first of all, and the Packers, too. The Packers, the Packers obviously had to give the Jets permission to talk to their player, right? They had to do that. They couldn't, that or it would be tampering. The Jets couldn't just go out and talk to him on right. their own. So the, the Packers, you know, said or you know yeah you can go talk to him well that means the Packers and Jets were talking and I and I've said this a million times I can't believe that the that the Packers would give the Jets permission without also telling them what they want in return and nor could I believe the Jets would fly all the way out to California within you know their owner and the, the, the head coach and the general manager and, and and the offensive coordinator would all fly out there and meet with this guy for whatever many hours they were there without knowing what the Packers wanted. I mean, if I, like I, I compare it to like, you know, going into a, a car dealership, you know, go, you're, you're going to a, a Mercedes dealership and you're, and you're trying to buy a Ford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like champagne diet, uh, champagne taste, beer, like, like beer budget. Would, like, you know, so, you know, so like, and, and, and all this stuff, you're all oh, the Packers are being outrageous. Oh, the Jets are low balling. Well, no, none of that was really true. If Robinson's re- report is accurate, so Robinson's pretty, report. This is so I'll go. go I'll go over because I have it here. So apparently, the the Packers reportedly want a twenty twenty third second round pick and a guaranteed twenty twenty four first rounder, no strings attached, in return right. for Aaron Rodgers. And everyone's been talking about Woody Johnson pushing Joe Douglas to get this this done, but it sounds like it's Johnson who doesn't want to give up the first round pick. And it's because of the fact that Rogers said he was 90% retired before he went into his darkness retreat that caused him to pause a little bit. And this all happened after the jets took a jet out to see Aaron Rodgers. So it's the whole thing of, I don't think it's that they, I think they did probably have a deal worked out in principle, but it's today's price is different than yesterday's price situation. It's just, it's changed for some reason. And the Packers, may end up having to concede and give in a little bit. Now, the Packers were willing to give, in addition, I should have added this too, the Packers were willing to give the Jets some compensation back in 2025 if Rodgers retires after 2023 and doesn't play a second year. But we don't know what that compensation would have been. But So it's a two this year and a one next year, and the Packers are holding firm with the draft two weeks away, and we'll see what ends up happening there because if they don't get a deal done by the draft – there's been wild speculation. None of this has come from the Packers, but there's been wild speculation that the Packers could just hold Aaron Rodgers and and really up the price with the Jets. They could tell the Jets, listen, you're not getting him at all. We're going to open this up to NFC anybody who, else who wants to make an offer. According to Robinson, there are no well, other I teams seriously. He, well, he, he said there's no other teams seriously inquiring about Aaron Rodgers right now on this same appearance that he talked about this. Oh, he did say that. He did. He said there's, as of right now, there's no teams that are seriously, but that could also be a situation where, to your point, Mark, you just made it. 
you not every team can can do that. I mean, Rodgers is under contract with the Packers. So if yes. if they're going to talk to Rodgers' camp, they have to get permission from the Packers. The Packers right now might just be saying, listen, we're not going to convolute this situation. We're dealing with the Jets in good faith, or we're only dealing with the Jets right now for whatever reason that is. And if that falls apart and there's some deadline, and that could be day three, day two of the draft, day one of the draft, who knows, that they open things up to other teams, then the situation might change. So the fact that there's no other teams right now may be more a function of just Green Bay not being willing to let anybody else in the door. Right. Well, here's again, this is speculation on on my part, but I believe no team, right. I And I think other teams understand it. But I would be willing to bet you that at least one or one to three to four or five teams have, you know, they, 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 they had the owners meetings a couple of weeks ago, right out, out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think, and you know, Gutenkunst is friends with, a lot of the other general managers, their, their paths cross all the time. They, they scout together, whatever, you know. I'd be willing to, like I said, I, I would bet you that at least a few of those guys said, hey, Goody, what, what's going on? Are you getting this Jets deal done? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Woody Johnson, blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, you know, keep us in mind if, you know, if you know, I understand you, you're, you're working with the Jets, but if, if this falls apart, you got my number, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, have a little something I, yeah, in your back pocket. I, so again, are they are they involved? No, but they're letting Goody know that hey, we'll, you know, we'll let's talk if this thing falls apart. Yes, and and I think yeah, I, th- I think there's at least a couple. There's got to be at least a couple other teams that are in the mix there because who wouldn't want a, a shot at one year of potentially good Aaron Rodgers to help save their job as a GM or head coach or whoever to win. Whoever it would be, or or just you know, or 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 win. So the the Robinson's news was interesting because it gave us a peek behind the curtain as far as and and again, it's you know he's pretty well reputed here. I don't think there's any reason why he right. he spoke he's very been com- right about most things he has, and he spoke very confidently about this information. So it sounds like he feels very strongly that it, based on the information today, April thirteenth, that this is this is accurate. So it's a second round pick this year, a, a guaranteed first rounder in twenty four. And Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. And if he and doesn't no play in 24, the Packers give something back to the Jets in 25. Only if Rodgers doesn't. Only if he retires after 23. After 23. Correct. I would do, I, as a Packer, I would take, I would do that without a doubt. Well, it's the Jets that don't want to do it. Apparently, it's right. it's the At, owner right and the, now, it's the owner and the team. What the Jets want, apparently, they don't want that 24 pick to be a guaranteed first. They want right. it to probably... Start off as a third and can get to a second and, and can get to a first and escalate. Now the other part of what Robinson said too was there has been some discussion about swapping the first rounders as well. So swapping yeah, thirteen all, and fifteen and that. and that's been part of the conversation. But this it sounds like the ideal. Like it sounds like if 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 Joe Douglas called up Goody and said, "Fine, you got me. You can have a two this year and a one next year, and we'll we'll figure out in twenty five if he doesn't play in twenty four, the deal is done, and we're finding out about it tonight or tomorrow morning." Yeah. And again, things it could it could change. I mean, it's everything is is negotiable, right? So, if the Jets don't want to give that twenty four pick up, but they don't want to make, they could counter with, "We'll give you both of our second round picks this year," because a second this year might be worth it for you know. What I'm saying that a lot of pe- teams have traded. There have been trades during the draft where you trade your first round pick next year for whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. Let me ask you, what would you rather have? The, the two seconds, the, the the Jets, what is it, 42 and 43 this year? 
or 43 and a pick next year. That's good. Well, what's the pick? You're talking about the first rounder? Yeah. Oh, I'd want the first rounder next year. Because I am one. It becomes like 30, 30, 29, 30. Yeah, but but I still think you can maneuver. I still think you can maneuver with it because the thing that is also part of the speculation train is that maybe Goody wants a first round pick next year because he is just does not have enough information and, and doesn't have enough to go off of to know how good Jordan Love is going to be this year. And if he needs to pivot again and reload and try to save his behind and grab another quarterback, he's going to need some really good ammo next year to do well, that. If, if Love's really bad, the Packers are going to pick, be picking in the top 10. They will be, and, and, and it may not be Gutekunst making that pick. Well, right. True. I mean, I and I don't. Um, I don't think the Packers are that knee jerk. That's why but, if I'm Gutenkunz, I might want to pick this year because I might not be my pick next. Well, year. And, the, and and it also comes down to the context of the draft, and we're going to talk about some prospects in a, in a minute too. So well, this, well, keep something in mind too with, with what we're talking about. Would you rather have two seconds this year or a second? I I, I believe I'm right about this. A year ago, when the Packers traded Devontae Adams to the Raiders, and they got a first and a second, I believe there was reports that. They could have gotten a first last year and a first and a first next year, but they rather they they preferred to. Or wasn't there something to that that they they wanted the first and second last year? That I'd have to look up. I'm not exactly I'm pretty sure. sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly sure. But you're saying they wanted they wanted more immediate. They wanted more more punches. They wanted more more, well, more arrows. Here's in the, the thing too, and this will and this will lead us into to talk about the draft. I I've been telling people this all all week that, that they asked me about draft stuff. I've covered, let's see, the first draft I covered was 1985. So how many drafts is that? <laughs> That's a lot, right? That's a few. 38 drafts. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, but this might be the weakest draft I've ever, I've ever been involved in, or involved with in terms of writing about it and stuff. This is not a good draft. It just isn't. There's, there's, there's two positions that are very good. Tight end, tight end, this might be the best overall group of tight ends in one draft, maybe I don't want to say ever because ever is a long time, but in a long, long, long time. And cornerbacks. There's a lot of good cornerbacks in this draft. I really like about – there's about seven that I really like. So with those two – but but everything else, I mean, the quarterbacks are average at best. Um, I mean, it's certainly not a big-time quarterback here. It's not like it was a couple years ago. No, um, no, it's not strong. The offensive line is – I mean, and again, I'm, talk, this, I'm, I'm getting this from talking to people that – with teams – there's only one, according to people I trust. There's only one offensive lineman who can, who who they you, who you really can come in and play for you right away and make an impact, and that's the kid from Northwestern, Skaronski. The rest of them are all. They might turn out to be good, and some will just by, by nature of the, of the business. But there's no sure thing. Like there's no like last year. There was a bunch of offensive linemen that Seattle got. Both of their starting tackles were rookies last year, and they went to the playoffs. I mean, there were a good group of offensive linemen last year. This year, no. Wide receiver, there's no. I mean, there's no Garrett Wilson in this draft. I know people love the kid from Ohio State, JSN. Uh, the Packer fans are salivating over him. He's okay. He's okay. He's not a bad player by no means. But there's not. There's not a. There's not a number one wide receiver in this draft. Do you think it's part of a part of part of that? I know we're not doing receiver today, but do you think part of this whole thing is grading on a curve? So it's like there aren't that many good wide receivers. So because he's oh, yeah. so athletic and good, we're we're yes. looking at him and we're we're giving him like the the Garrett Wilson treatment. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because if you're the best at your thing, like Will Anderson's a perfect example. Will Anderson is the best player in this draft. Without a doubt. I mean, that's, that's the only consensus I can get from this draft is that Will Anderson 
the linebacker from Alabama, is the best player in the draft. But he's not as good as Aiden Hutchinson from last year's draft. Mm-hmm. He's not as good as Bosa. He's not as good as all those other great pass rushers that have, that, that have come out in the last whatever many drafts. But because, he, he's, but because he's the best in this draft, he's getting all the love and all the flowers. Yeah, because it's his, it's, this is his draft. So, he, you know, you can't come he's not he's not going against Hutchinson or, or or Bosa or any of those people he's going against Ty Wilson and and Miles Murphy and those the people in his class it's like you know it's like being the smartest kid in in your class in high you know college or high but it but it wasn't a real good class you know you you weren't that smart you're just smarter than everybody else in your class mm-hmm. right yeah you know what right. I'm saying it's like yeah this is not a, like I said corners and tight ends offensive line is down wide receivers are down there's a lot there's a lot of edge rushers in this draft I'll, I'll, I'll say that there's a it's probably that it's it's deeper than usual but there's no bona fide other like i said anderson i think will be is a good everybody he's good i'm not sure he's great but he's good after that there's a bunch of guys that again coming in they're okay now as always there's always players that surprise you that are better than you know, Tom Brady, sixth round pick, became the greatest, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Aaron Rodgers falls to 24 and becomes is way better than Alex Smith, who, who who went one, right? So, you know, things always happen. There's always surprises, you know, good and bad. You know, guys that you think are going to be really good sometimes don't turn out to be as, all, all, you know, they, they're, they're just okay and vice versa. But going, looking at it, just going into it, this, this is not a great draft. So, that that could be maybe why the Packers want to pick next year because next year's draft is supposed to be again things things change but next next year's draft is supposed to be a lot better than this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind them. Oh, it's funny if if they get a first round pick next year. I guess I won't be rooting for Aaron Rodgers next year. Right. No. I want the, I I would want the Jets to go, you know, one in sixteen. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, interestingly enough, we're, we're talking about some offensive linemen today. And one of, Pac, one of Green Bay's own offensive linemen recently appeared on a podcast. It was Barstool's Bustin' with the Boys podcast. David Bakhtiari went on there and talked about 
some of his takes on the trade and and he did say that the Packers are rebuilding whether you you know whether you think so or not so he he said it out loud do which you was, think, do you think they are which was big I think they're trying to avoid doing it in the most traditional sense because no team wants to admit that they're going to be bad or not going to compete for a couple of years it's a proud franchise and I think part of it also is is when you're when you're moving on from a Hall of Fame quarterback who's still willing and able to play, then you you kind of, as the GM, you kind of have to say, hey, but we had a plan and, and you're supposed to have been prepared for this so that you don't have to go through the pains of a transition from a Hall of Fame quarterback to the next guy. Now, obviously, we were given a once-in-a-lifetime huge mega pay lottery ticket with Rodgers coming in for Favre and he ended up being better. Now, who would have thought that was going to be the case, right? But I I don't think the Packers want to admit that. So I think they're going to try. But I wouldn't use the term rebuilding. Well, he did. He I said, know you know, he said whether you think so or not. And then he was speaking from the standpoint of, you know, most people are going to think the Packers are, 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 are they going to be better than not, right? And, and he said, it, you know, probably not if you're betting. And that was interesting. And that was and that was in, that was interesting because that's your left tackle, that's your left tackle uh, under under contract that's set to be the guy that's going to protect one of the players that's going to make or break whether or not the Packers are good or rebuilding or not rebuilding this season. So, well, my thing is, if they were rebuilding in the classic terms of, of rebuilding, David Bakhtiari isn't on the team. Right, they, which is why I don't, they don't think they. I don't think they're they're not they, ripping it down to the studs rebuilding, but they. Just, I mean, they, they're changing quarterbacks. Yeah, they they kind of you know they they I guess they kind of have to they because they don't know what the, and they don't know what they have in their quarterback, and that's one of the reasons why, like I said before, I think the Packers are probably trying to hedge to the future a little bit. That's the GM's whole job is to look beyond this year, this season. Sure. This, it's, it's Goody's job to look ahead two or three or four years and, you know, make sure you're in prime position to get Arch Manning when he comes out of Texas. <laughs> or to keep him <laughs> or, SC next year. Or yeah. where he ends up. I, I mean, I'm joking. But, where, no, what, I know what you're but, um, but, 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 you know, that's, yeah. But I, if, they I, rebuilt, if this was a classic blow it up, blow it up, let's start over. Bakhtiari's not restructured. He's released or traded or whatever. Aaron Jones is let go. Some of the guys on defense maybe aren't aren't here. I mean, I don't I don't think they're I don't think this is a rebuild. I think it's just they're going from Rodgers to Jordan Love, which you knew was what the the day they took Jordan Love in the first round of the twenty twenty draft, it was inevitable that he was eventually going to take over for Rodgers. No one knew Rodgers was going to put together back to back MVP seasons. At that point, mm-hmm. where they so they had to keep him around, or and or Rogers might have retired at any any time between now and then, as you know, ninety percent, right, right. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't look at it as a. I, I again, maybe I'm. No, they're going to try to compete. I mean, they're going to try to compete and win yeah, games. It's not. A, it's to. it's not a. It's not a foregone conclusion that they're not. They're not going to try to compete. And like you said before, we started recording. The NFC is weak. So, you know, what it would take for them to potentially get into the playoffs, it might only take them winning eight or nine games, and they could still get in as a wild card if they don't it win only, the division. It only took – nine was nine was the number last year. Yeah, if they, if they don't – you know, if they don't win the division. I think, I think their biggest competition in the NFC North, even with Jordan Love and with no idea of how he's going to play for 17 games, is still only the Detroit Lions. I still think the Packers yeah. are ahead of the Vikings and the Bears. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. And the Lions, for as much as they're being everyone loving the Lions – 
they only won nine games last year. They didn't go, you know what I'm saying? they, And they lost some people. Right. They added some, but they lost some. Yeah, Jamal Williams is in New, is New Orleans. Yeah. Now he was a record-setting running back for them last year, which is crazy to think when they had a, you know Barry Sanders at one time in their franchise. But <laughs> well, they yeah. also lost Deuce Staley, mm-hmm. who was their assistant head coach or whatever his title was, um, who I know very well, so maybe I'm a, I'm a little biased, but he's a pretty good coach who I think had a big part in that and Jamal Williams having a big year and mm-hmm. their, their running game being yeah, so probably. good. Well, he's in, he went to Carolina. So off he so goes. They lost. I mean, again, the Lions are going to be – they're not the, the old Lions. They're not going to win one or two games like the awesome Lions teams did. But, you know, I'm not – again, I, maybe maybe I'm being too optimistic. Maybe I'm being too much of a fan. But I think the Packers' offensive line is intact and probably better than last year because Bakhtiari and Jenkins are going to be healthy from, from day one. They got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Watson and Dobbs are just going to get better. Now let's see what else they add between now and the start of the season because there's – a lot going on that you know. Once they get this Rogers thing taken care of, I think they'll they'll be able to make, to, to make some other moves. So the three guys, perfect transition. Good. So the three guys that we're that we're that we're set to talk about today are Dewan Jones from Ohio State, who's listed Great. as a tackle. Yes. And then two interior linemen, Osiris Torrance out of Florida, and then. You got John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. So got, what do you call him, the Scrabble kid? The Scrabble champion, because, well, he's got three names, so he's got a lot of letters <laughs> in his name, right? This, yeah. But Osiris Torrance and Dewan Jones. Now, you, as always, have some good notes on all these players, and, and at least two of these players, if the Packers want them, if we're still talking about 15 or even 13, you know, put whatever iteration of picks that the Packers would have to use their first pick in the draft to take – one of one of these two, and and I just don't see it. We've talked about it. It just yeah. Gutekunst hasn't gone offense, and I don't think they're they're they've got enough depth at offensive line. You said Gutekunst said we have thirteen offensive linemen, right? Yep. So he's he's, he's brought that up more than once. Yeah. During so his I'm interviews. So I'm burying so I'm burying the lead here because these these three players are kind of a long shot to become Green oh, Bay are, Packers. No, but if I'll tell you right now, none of those are going to be Packers. I don't well. So Dewan Jones, interestingly enough, is is he's kind of like Caleb Jones as size, size wise, but he's obviously yeah. way more athletic. Six eight, three hundred and seventy four pounds. He's got he's a thirty six, thirty six and three eighths inch arm length. And yeah, your scouts take he's a giant, and I don't mean he's getting drafted by New York. That <laughs> <laughs> he said, but you know he's going to need a lot of coaching. He's he's yes. going to he's going to need a lot of coaching, and I just don't see the Packers taking that kind of a player right now. They're going to probably try to take. Take a player who's ready, who can step in and make a make a big impact. I've heard a lot about Miles Murphy, the DH from Georgia. So I just Dewan Jones, you could do a lot worse. He's a, you know he's going to be a really good player, but the Packers, you know, like you said, but he's, he's not fifteen. And that's what I was going to say. Is that more about where his his value lies, or is it more about where what Green Bay is likely to do at fifteen? Well, both. I mean, first of all, yeah, he's not the 15th pick in the draft. He's probably a low first, maybe even a second round pick, I think. Okay. Um, but again, I, and I can't say this enough, and people tell me I'm wrong, and I might be. I don't see the Packers taking an offensive lineman anywhere. Like, they'll, they'll take one like they always did. They'll take a, you know, fourth round. They'll, they'll come away with another Zach Tom, hopefully. Right. You know, or, I mean, they, they've done well. With, with with mid-round offensive linemen. So it would be day three. I think. Even if they take one. I mean, the, the GM has made it a point 
to tell the people asking him the question, we have 13 offensive linemen on the roster, meaning, and, and we like them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, they have, in my opinion, they have many other, offensive line is not one of the major needs. Now, people say, well, but but Bakhtiari could be, could be gone next year. And I say, that's why they got, Zach Tom's going to be your left tackle then. Right. See, I like, I guess, I was really impressed with Zach Tom last year. More so than most people, I guess, because I thought he played well every time he got in. And then, and all I got to say is the last those last two games of the year against the Vikings and the Lions, he didn't start. Now, he was playing right tackle then, but Yash Neiman started against the Vikings. His shoulder was acting up. They, he come out. Tom went in and just embarrassed Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed him to the point that he, he went home crying. Didn't even talk. Left the building. Didn't embarrassed him just totally embarrassed and Zadarius Smith pretty good player right right Tom dominated him the next week against against the Lions Neiman starts again and Aiden Hutchinson's all over the place having a monster game he's a good player if it wasn't for Sauce Gardner he'd have been rookie of the year last year having a monster game well Neiman gets benched now now maybe it was an injury maybe it was just you know whatever it was Tom goes out there all of a sudden I I don't hear Aiden Hutchinson's name anymore Mm mm-hmm those two, if, if I wasn't sold on Tom prior to that, I was sold after those two games. And yeah, he two very good pass rushers. He, he he showed up. That's all. So yeah, I mean, and then and then the Packers have like you said, um, Yash is interesting. I, I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with him. They, they they gave him the second round tender. Apparently, no one is willing to give the Packers a second round pick for him, uh, as we thought they might. But if indeed Bakhtiari is not going to be here next year. It's time to give Yash a long-term deal and keep him around, and they're, and they're your two tackles. Mm-hmm. But they also have, like you mentioned, Caleb Jones, who they liked enough to keep him on the roster all, all of last year. And they also have R- Rashad Walker, who he was hurt, if I remember, at the beginning of camp. So he, he got off to a slow start. Right. But then, again, he played, again, his only pre I don't put a lot of stock in preseason, but that's the only time we got to see him play, and he looked pretty good. The coaching staff I mean, really likes him. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think I really don't think offensive line is a need on this team. I, I It's it's not, but I think this could end up being one of those situations where it's like a value it's a value proposition. Although again, even still, I think the Packers have other things that they probably want to do. So, as far as is I mean, Jones so is Torrance like Torrance is good though. But Torrance well, Let's start with him, or no? Let's, who wants to start with Jones? Well, Dewan Jones is a is a tackle, but we know the Packers like yes. versatile linemen. So just Remember, because he's a tackle he's a doesn't mean that he th- doesn't mean that he can't be a guard. That's awfully big. I mean, but yeah, six eight, three seventy four. Like that's that. No, he's a right tackle. That's a that's that's a big he's that's a, a right tackle. that's a big Whoever boy. Takes him is going to put him at right tackle. Yeah, that's that's a big uh-huh. boy. Now, Torrance out of Florida, six five, three thirty. I don't think actually. Big I think boy. I think I read this. He didn't. I don't think he gave up a single pressure. All season at Florida, which is pretty good, and he was you know, protecting Richardson, the quarterback that everybody's hot on because mm. he can run. He was, you know, he's he's can't throw, but he's okay. the best. You know, your scouts take that he's the best guard, so yes. that's that's very high praise. He, I, I see him going like early twenty, late first, late first, yeah. Oh yeah, he's a first round pick. There's no doubt in my mind he's a first round pick. I think he, I, the, all right, I'll, I'll tell you, I think the team he ends up with, I think he stays close to home. And he winds up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think Jacksonville picks twenty four. Yeah, but anyway, that's where I, I think that's a perfect fit for him. Okay. 
All I right. don't know. That's, I'm just that's just me right now, going off the top of my head. I haven't done my whole. I haven't looked into it that close, but since we were looking at these three guys, I was trying to give a little more on that. So yeah, I think he's low first round in the twenties. Good player, you know, like you said, best guard and probably the best guard in this draft. If 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 Peter Skaronski is a tackle, mm-hmm. if they if, if it depends on who takes him, because he would be the best guard in the draft. Because he people I talk to about him say, you can play him at tackle and he'll be a good tackle. You play him at guard, he could be an All Pro guard. Okay, yeah, I mean, and then who's the third guy? It's it's our Scrabble chat. John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Now he's he's the only true center according to the scouts take here. Only true center right. in the he draft. Six four three oh ones. But I think that would be a versatile look as as far as do the Packers see him as somebody like he's a day two pick. So if he's a day two pick, do they really need more depth no. at in the interior of the offensive line that early? No. Or do they do they no. do they find the value there? I don't know. I think he winds up. I think you know what I'm going to tell you right now. I think he he goes to Seattle in the second round. I'm just guessing, or the Jets maybe. Don't the Jets need a center? He, maybe he'll be snapping the ball to Tim Boyle. Yeah, they need they need a lot of things. <laughs> the Jets need a lot of offensive line help. That's why I think I, I almost was like when I looked at the names on this draft, I'm like, wait, are we doing a Jets show or a Packers show? Because these <laughs> these players might be more appropriate for. Uh, for New York than for Green Bay. I mean, I think, like you said, I think I think if we're looking at, at likely candidates for Green Bay, especially on the interior, those are going to be day three. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, yeah. And again, I don't think, if you look at the Packers' interior offensive line, Jenkins is there. Jenkins is, is your left guard for the foreseeable future, right? Mm-hmm. They, they just re-signed him, gave him a good deal. He's your guy. John Runyon has done nothing but, but he's very, be a very, he was a great six-round pick. Great. I'll use the word great because you don't get starting guards that play that have played as well as he has in the sixth round. That's just that was a very very good pick. Yep. And I think he'll. I don't think. I think they like him. I think he'll. I think he'll be. I think they got to resign him, but I think they will, and he'll be your right guard for a long time. Right. So I don't think guard is you know now. And then Myers. I know he gets he gets ripped by fans a lot because he's not. And we we were on that night of that draft, and I I said it then. And but what are you going to do? No, he's not Creed Humphrey. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> who went not. one pick after him to Kansas City, and I don't know. I still to this day, I, well, I kind of know why. I think they they the Packers went with the Big Ten over the Big Twelve, which they often do. Um, here's something for you. I mean, here's something to think about. You know, people talk about different guys. The Packers might like you know trying to figure out how Goody drafts. He doesn't draft Big Twelve guys. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. I, I'm not sure. I mean, he just doesn't yeah, like the way SEC, they play. SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC, yeah. Big Ten, some Pac-12, even smaller schools, like North Dakota State last year. But he's only taken in his five drafts. He's only taken two two players out of the Big Twelve, and they were both in the seventh round. So they were kind of afterthoughts. Mm-hmm. Just, so before you think he's going to take a guy from Texas or Oklahoma or West Virginia or wherever. He's probably not. Right. I mean, he could. Again, you know, I, I didn't think he was going to, you know, last year he, he fooled us with a off the off ball linebacker and a and an older defensive end. So you never know what he's going to do. But I don't, yeah, I don't his, think Goody's going to pivot hard on, on center after only two years of Josh Myers. No. So if he takes He's been it, fine. He's, you know, he, he's not as good as Humphrey, no. But he hasn't been bad. I mean, he's been, he got hurt the one year, you know, he came back off the injury. Um, no, nah, they're not taking a center. Not in the second round. Like you said, fifth, sixth. Well, they don't have a sixth round, but fifth round. They have a couple fifth round picks. 
yeah, if there's a guy, if there's an offensive lineman still available that they had a third round grade on, maybe, yeah, sure they'll take him. Why not? Because mm-hmm. they would look at it as, as you said, as as a value pick. Well, we're, we'll find out if if they end up taking Schmitz, for example, early in the draft. Then that's not going to bode well for Josh Myers. Josh Myers want to no. start might want to start start uh, looking around. But again, big investment, second round pick just two years ago. I don't I don't yeah, see it. No. I really don't. I really don't see it. I mean, I don't know how else we we put a bow on these three players. I mean, these these three are these would have to be guys that fall unexpectedly if if before they right. they reach the value. No, they're three good players. They're just, they're just not going to be Green Bay Packers. Right. Yeah. They're they're probably not likely. They're they're probably not likely. So we'll we'll see where that ends up going. I mean, I do think you know that the the, the patterns of what Brian Gutekunst has done mean something. So. He's taken an offensive lineman in every draft at some point, right? So he'll probably try yeah. to grab one, but that doesn't mean it. You know, it might not end up being a, a seventh, like you said, a seventh rounder. It could be an undrafted guy that they bring right. in and, and just add. But they've got they've got a stacked room like already. <clears throat> yeah, they've got a stacked room already. I mean, what are you going to do with another guy to add in there? Who are you replacing? Who are you taking out? Because Sean Ryan is supposedly going to be coming back from his suspension. Is he still in the mix? Are they they're still... not giving up on him. No, and they're not going to give up on him. So there's that's that's another thing, too. He's a third rounder. I mean, you talked about Zach Tom, and Zach Tom wasn't even supposed to be the guy. I think Sean Ryan would have been the guy they would have thought was going to be as productive as Tom was, but that didn't right. end up being the case. The, the dreaded third-round pick. So if any of these guys end up being a third rounder, I, uh, I feel for them <laughs> immediately. It's going, to be, it's going to be tough sledding, but... Well, not too bad. I mean, we ended up getting a little bit of a little bit of news and and more peek behind the curtain as far as this whole Rogers situation goes, and that's going to be important as far as where some of these picks fall and and what the Packers end up doing with it. So that's why it's been interesting listening to to some of these breakdowns because, and you know, Brian Gutekunst always could could come up with a surprise and and end up picking oh, yeah. somebody that isn't as widely talked about, won't be an unknown, but is widely talked about. Quay Walker was. Eh, there was some buzz with him with Green Bay last year, but he wasn't a, a widely known name to where when you heard his no. name on draft day, it was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. It wasn't like the Dayton was Jones bu- pick in 2013, for example. I was very surprised by Walker. I really was. Yeah. Wyatt, Wyatt I wasn't as much, but Walker I was. Yeah. Wyatt only surprised me be, be, because I was told, oh, they won't take him because he's too old. But I thought he would be a good, you know, I, I didn't, I, you know. But Walker, yeah, off-ball linebacker surprised me. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. So that's the that's the three there. John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, Osiris Torrance from Florida, and Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. Probably not likely to be wearing green and yellow, but I guess we'll we'll see once everything is all said and done with those. But what's up at Packer Report now, and what's coming up? Well, just again, draft stuff I have up now are the edge rushers, uh, which I think the Packers will they will take one of them early. So look at who might fit them best there, um, and then coming next uh, next week, early next week, will be um, cornerback cornerbacks and then safeties. All right, which, again, the Packers could take. Yeah, they could, they could. And the interesting thing too, I think Peter Bukowski talked about this on Locked On Packers. The safety position is one where the Packers have kind of gone outside of their typical measurables or their athletic preference, and they haven't gone for the most athletic guy necessarily at that at that position and. Safety is they've got Rudy Ford coming back. Amos, I think, is is gone, right? He's well, he hasn't signed with anybody yet. Hasn't signed with anybody, but he's not back. Darnell Savage isn't really supposed to be a safety. We haven't heard whether or not 
You know, that's why I'm looking forward to Aaron Rodgers, this whole thing being done, so we can start asking right. questions about what, what are you going to do with these players? Like, exactly. is Rasul moving to safety or not, or what's happening back there? That'll, and then we'll find out after the draft what they draft. Yeah, and that'll be, that'll be interesting, too. If there's any big, big, any kind of big-time news, and obviously that means the quarterback finally got traded, there'll be a quick science podcast. Otherwise, that's on hiatus for a little bit throughout the summer. So thanks, everybody, for riding along with the – Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. Be safe wherever you're at. We'll be back again and at it next week with the next round of prospects to preview. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe. And as always, Go Pack Go!